0: 6.30 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins weekdays at 6 on 6.30 Chad. Vancouver Canucks scored two goals a minute 19 apart in the third period on the way to a 4-2 win over the Edmonton Oilers tonight. Brandon Sutter with two goals for the Canucks. He scored on a penalty shot. He got what turned out to be the game winner for the Oilers. It is Thomas Yurko and Patrick Russell with the goals. Cooper Marody assisted on both of them. Russell and Yurko also adding helpers tonight. That was the best line for Edmonton as they dropped to one and one in the preseason. Thanks for tuning in tonight, 10:53, along with Rob Brown. I'm Reed Wilkins. Overtime open line presented by Heartland Ford. So Rob, let's dive right in with clearly, <coughs> clearly the best line for the Oilers tonight: Yurko, Marody, and Patrick Russell.
1: Yeah, they were all very good in the game. I thought Yurko was the best forward on the ice, tonight. I thought he created. He looked confident when he had the puck on his stick made a couple nice defensive plays uh, Russell is a workhorse he just never stops out there uh, I'm not sure he has the hands uh, of a Yurko, but uh, he did get the the one great opportunity on the setup and fired it far side and put the puck in the net which at that point looked like it might be uh, the winning goal uh, they were very good uh, Marodi complimented them it, well in the game. I thought Yurko and Russell were the two stronger of, uh, of the line, but they created every time they went out there. And those are guys that are fighting for a, a spot in the roster on, on opening day. And I don't know if Yurko would have been as high up in the discussion before this game, but he certainly worked himself into it after tonight because uh, there was a couple of the European signings that we saw in last night's game against Winnipeg that you didn't notice at all. You certainly noticed Yurko and Russell every time they stepped on tonight, on the ice tonight, and they played against a much tougher lineup tonight here in Vancouver than Winnipeg Jets Jets, uh, iced on on the game last night. So a good game for that line.
0: Patrick Russell, an interesting player to watch. Thought he did okay yesterday. Mm -hmm. He had a late scoring opportunity, 2-on-1 with Tyler Benson muff the shot and you think oh man a guy like him has to has to bury that because we know the story with the Oilers depth players yes they got to check and kill penalties but to really get a spot there it'd be nice if you if you scored occasionally as well and then first two periods tonight he had a deflection didn't get a lot on it he had another chance in the slot and shot it way wide and we're thinking oh man can this guy finish it all seven shots on goal tonight for patrick russell finally made one count i'm sure he's earned continued looks here as we move through the preseason
1: he has i know that bob and you were talking about it before the game how you have them ranked the players that are fighting for spots seven through 12 in the lineup And Yurko was quite far down there, Russell was down there as well. Uh, But the players that played last night weren't as strong, and Russell and Yurko stepped up. Another player that people have talked a lot about has been Benson. And Benson was okay again tonight, but nothing special. And he's been leapfrogged after two games by these other players. Now there's still a long ways to go, but when you're looking at third and fourth line type players. You're looking at guys that make the right decisions all the time. And in this game tonight, two other guys that uh, we were looking at, Curry, he was the one that turned the puck over, that created the penalty shot against. A fourth line guy can't do that. fourth line guy's got to understand his role on the team. His role is get pucks in corners, work hard, keep play going the offensive way. Don't turn the puck over trying to make a fancy play. So uh, Russell, his work ethic, he's been praised already by Dave Tippett throughout exhibition and preseason. And tonight he just continued on that role. So that is, is they, at the end of games, coaches put, you know, either stars or check marks beside players that they thought had a little bit extra special jump in their game. Those players are going to get a little star beside their names, and we're going to see them again, I would imagine, real soon in an exhibition to see if they can keep it going.
0: And the thing about Yurko tonight, he looked quick. Mm-hmm. I mean, he, he, he looked like he could, he could zoom a little bit. And, and obviously on his goal, he, he didn't stay on the outside. He, he, he tried to get the puck into the slot, get his body into the slot. And he looked confident. There was
1: twice where he made behind-the-back passes. Now, high-percentage ones, mm-hmm. but still behind-the-back passes that it's... You don't see a lot of younger players doing that. They, they try to make sure, almost kind of guide the puck where they want it to go. But he looked confident out there. He was driving the net. He was driving plays. He took the puck wide another opportunity, then stopped up and looked for a late trailer coming in. Uh, yeah, it, that was my first look at him mm-hmm. as a hockey player, and I was quite impressed.
0: The face-off story tonight is an interesting one. The Oilers, historically, like we're g- going back, well, a long time, have not been a good face-off team. They won 72% of the face-offs tonight. Colby Cave went 13 out of 17. Unfortunately, one of the four that he lost wound up in the back of the Oilers net where he didn't cover his man after losing the draw. But still, he went 13 out of 17. Brad Malone went 11 out of 14. And young Ryan McLeod went 12 out of 15 for 80%. McLeod, you know, he's known for his speed, thought he had a decent game, but obviously he's kicking himself wide open net, would have made it 3-1 Oilers.
1: And, and you could see the disappointment in his face. It that, that happened and he stayed out for the shift and there was about 10, 15 seconds had gone by and then the whistle gone, there was an icing play and they had a close-up of his face going back to his face-off in his own zone. So this was about a minute, minute and a half after he'd missed the play and you could still see him shaking his head. Uh, what you liked on the play is he drove through the middle. You liked the fact that he took the puck from one side to the other to create the wide-open net. Uh, it was a smart play that maybe he got a little excited that uh, he had that big (laughs) gaping hole. Maybe he got a little surprised. So uh, he's going to be disappointed, but I think that the coaching staff is going to say, okay, he did everything right there. Uh, The next time the puck will go on the back of the net. And on that play too, that was a great play by Bouchard, setting him up that created the opportunity for McLeod. Uh, McLeod was fine. I, I think that what I've seen of him so far, and it's been limited, I think his feet are probably faster than his hands. So that he he does create chances, I'm not sure he capitalizes on as many chances as he can get.
0: Yeah, I I mean he's he's going to be in the American Hockey League, and mm-hmm. he's one of those guys. He'll play in the minors, start to figure out how to play as a pro. The type of player he is going to be. I mean, most guys when they're drafted, even even if you're a mid-round draft pick, you're often the best or the second best player on your junior mm-hmm. team, right? So he'll figure out who he's going to be. I think he's probably projects as a third-line type player for the Oilers. Speed, kill some penalties, hopefully score a little bit. So, yeah, he was obviously disappointed with that one. The goaltending story tonight, I I thought both goaltenders had good games. Thatcher Demko for the uh, Vancouver Canucks gets the win. He makes 35 stops. Shane Starrett not as busy for the Oilers, and kind of a, a tough luck loss for him. He stops 20 out of 23 for the most part, he was there when the Oilers needed him. Uh, Edmonton controlled the first period. He was scored on on a penalty shot. All Vancouver early in the second period. Several great saves, including a few on a power play. He did give up the two quick ones in the third. But he he emerged last year as an AHL starter. He'll have that role for the Condors this season. And uh, maybe he gets another game. And as you and Bob mentioned, especially with Mike Smith recovering from a, a flu bug that that hit him last week. Uh, maybe he's earned another preseason start here.
1: I, I think so. And I know that Jack and Bob were talking about it after the game. Uh, my guess is Koskinen and Starr will split the two games here on home ice this week or at least play in both of them. Uh, he, he was good. Uh, he probably would like the rebound back on the Patterson goal. Cave probably kicked that a little too far. I don't blame him on the goal. That one was Bouchard turned the wrong way, turned away from his his defensive responsibility. And when a guy like Pedersen gets the puck on his stick with a, a net half open, he's going to put the puck in. And then the last goal, Colby Cave just lost his man, which allowed uh, Sutter to be standing by himself wide open behind Sterrett. But Sterrett was good. He, he looked confident, uh, looked solid, looked comfortable. Uh, And my belief and your belief is he has earned another start here in the preseason. He's an AHL goalie this year, Mm -hmm. but he has the ability to be a very, very good AHL goaltender, and we saw that tonight.
0: Canucks beat the Oilers 4-2 tonight, so Edmonton 1-1 in the preseason. These two teams are going to play again on Thursday night at Rogers Place. You can give us a call, 780-496-0063. You can text 630-630. A couple textures texters uh, asking, Anthony Peluso, when did he become an Oiler? Well, he's he's on an AHL contract, got a preseason uh, game tonight. Generally in his career, his, his penalty minutes have exceeded his points, he had five shots on goal tonight in did thirteen uh, in uh, almost thirteen minutes. You actually, you uh, actually notice him again. He, I mean, he'll he'll be a Condor, but uh, you know, he he got involved a little bit.
1: He did. I I, I remember him as a player. So he, he's he, he's got NHL uh, ability as a fourth line guy. Uh, he's probably you know. at at the end of his career, type of NHL career, but he can certainly help out in, in the minor leagues. And when you've got a, a young team down in the minors, you want to have someone there that uh, can settle games down when they get out of hand. And whenever you bring a player in to play in your minor league system to be a protector, to be a role model, to be a veteran, you want to reward them. And that's what he was getting with a, a game here with the others. There's no chance of him making the team, but you're sending a message, you know what? You're going to be part of our organization going forward. And tonight we're going to give you a little, you know, slap on the back and say, hey, here, good for you. Here's a game for you. And he went out and he played well.
0: All right, 4-2, the Canucks win it. We're going to have post-game reaction from the Oilers dressing room as we roll along. It is 11.03. We'll call a quick timeout. Overtime open line presented by Heartland Ford. Quick dish-off by Goldobin to Peterson, who gets it back from Hughes. Centers, what a save made by Sterrett, point-blank on Furland. Right-toe save. Here's a one-timer, Peterson, another save, Sterrett. Then a sprawling great pad rebounds, and then another save on Goldobin. Three fantastic saves in a row from Shane Sterrett. Yeah, good work by the Oilers' goaltender early in the second period. However, Shane Staret takes the loss tonight, Vancouver winning this one 4-2. Shane texting 6:30 6:30 says, "I really liked Ethan Bear's play tonight. He did well with his assignment on Peterson. Looked poised and confident."
1: Well, he's one of the young defensemen that's trying to make a name for himself, trying to get some games. Hopefully, start the season here. Uh, I think he's behind Bouchard in in the talent level. He's got a little bit more experience. Uh, I thought he was fine tonight. Uh, a couple. Uh, mistakes with the puck on his stick, but you know, I, I think it's hard to find nitpick a whole lot in tonight's game. It was the the young Oiler team I thought played very very well against a strong Canuck team. Uh, Ethan Bear's got to continue to push forward. He's got to strong in his own zone. I think that's the biggest thing, Ethan Bear. I think when the puck is on his stick, he makes pretty good decisions. The one thing that I didn't really like in his game was that when they were on the power play early in the game, he he four or five times the puck came to him on the blue line. And he didn't put the puck on net he kept looking elsewhere he didn't look confident enough to put the puck on net conversely you look at bouchard puck comes to him he's thinking shot right away so i like bear to have a little more confidence hopefully as training camp and exhibition season moves on he'll gain that confidence because that is what he is good at his offensive ability is what he is strong at he's got to take advantage of it when he gets the opportunities
0: this texture says before seeing tonight's game i thought maybe bouchard had a shot at the opening night lineup but he needs some good time in the minors to develop his defensive game too careless in the Oilers. And, well, you know what? I I think that text kind of sums up what you will see from Bouchard. And the Oilers have not had uh, an elite offensive defenseman for for quite a while. And who knows if Bouchard is going to be elite, but at the very least he looks like he's going to be a good offensive defenseman. And as we've been talking about, when he has the puck... Mm -hmm. He is very under control. He sees the ice well. Even going back to the seven games he played in the NHL last year, he made some, some really nice passes. He shoots the puck well. He generally gets his shot through from the line. He often gets his shot off quickly. He doesn't have to tickle the rafters like some guys say. It's kind of a very fluid, very... Quick mm-hmm. backswing, but he still gets power on it. Like I said, uh, hits the net. I, I wouldn't say he's a disaster defensively, but nope. that's what Tippett said yesterday. One of the things working against Evan Bouchard is is defense and inexperience. And maybe you can tie those almost into the, or throw those into the same bucket because a lot of times with playing defense and when you move up a level is just seeing situations or knowing knowing your opponent. I would uh, I would say without. Real hesitation here that he
1: probably, with the puck on his stick, is already the best that the Oilers have with the puck on his stick. From what I've seen last year and again this year, he doesn't make a mistake with the puck on his stick. He always makes a play. He always finds the right place to put the puck, whether it be with a shot, moving the puck, uh, jumping up when he needs to. But then you see little things defensively, and the one was the the Peterson goal tonight. Uh, The puck gets put on net. If he looks for Peterson and blocks him out, doesn't look for the puck just blocks Peterson out the rebound comes out there's no play but he turns away from his man and that extra second from him turning away allowed Peterson to find the puck put the puck in the back of the net now for for, for a defenseman like Bouchard experience is what Dave Tippett talked about and he's never had to really play hard defensive minutes when he was in London, he was on one of the best teams in the league, and he was the best player on that team. He had the puck, or a teammate had his puck. They didn't play in their own zone very, very long. So he's never had to really refine his uh, defensive responsibilities because he's never had to play in his zone a whole lot. Uh, that's something that he's going to learn. And he's talented enough, he's smart enough, he will learn that. And he needs seasoning in the minor league level, just to be able to. And he got some last year in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. And he's going to take that experience. He got a point again. Yeah, yeah, and he's yeah, and again, offense is never going to be an issue. But if you're going to play in the National Hockey League, you've got to be a positive both offensively and defensively. He'll get there, but not to start the season. Too much pressure on him. Let him go down, gain his footing down in the minor. He will at some point this year play in the National yeah. Hockey League. It's just a matter of how long it takes him to get here, and then when he, once he gets here, whether he stays the remainder or not.
0: Yeah, I, I think that's that's a good point. And, and when he comes up, I mean, I hope the Oilers don't need him in a situation where he, he needs to be the guy On defense, I mean, you hope he comes up and says, okay, you know what, Evan, you're going to be on the power play, Mm -hmm. maybe first unit, maybe second unit, and then we're going to put you out. We're going to try to not put you out against the other team's top line. You know, maybe you're second or third player. Maybe you play 16 minutes and four of those are on the power play or three of those are on the power play. And if he's with the Condors, he gets to learn, he gets to play, you know, move up a level, play against men, play against more experienced players, play against bigger bodies, and his mistakes are, you know, he can be taught. He's not making mistakes in the NHL. The scrutiny is not going to be the same. So, you know, I'm optimistic about Bouchard. And, and Holland has said it. He doesn't want to keep young players as healthy scratches. Mm. If, if Evan Bouchard is the Oilers' seventh best defenseman, he'll go to the minors. He's not going to be here to be a healthy scratch. He wants some playing games.
1: And, and that's the way it should be. We're not looking at Evan Bouchard as... Uh, this is his season or, or bust. We're looking at Evan Bouchard as being a 12- to 14-year pro and a very good one. And for him to be that, he's got to continue to learn the game in the defensive zone. And he'll do that. We've, we've seen the coaching staff down in, in Bakersfield. They are good. And the players have all talked about how much fun it was playing for them and all the stuff that they learned down there. Let him go and continue to learn. He's only got 15 games pro right now, right? So he's got a lot of, a lot of stuff he can learn. He's got a long career ahead of him. So let's progress the proper way.
0: Yeah, but I, but I understand. Like he, it is tantalizing oh. to see what's, to see what he could do because... again. The he, when the puck is on his stick,
1: he is better than any other defenseman the Oilers have as of right now
0: four two the Canucks win it tonight we have Robert calling in 496 nine six zero zero six63 go ahead Robert uh hey guys how's it going good uh, I
1: have a couple things
0: uh tonight uh, that I want to talk about first I want to talk about uh, the play of Jart I thought I thought he looked good I mean you know I mean like Peter heard Jack and Bob touched on it That you know he let him three goals on on 22 shots but I don't I uh, I don't think I don't think that's that... that really uh, really tells the story of how he played and then, uh on oh, i also want to touch with you guys you're talking about uh bouchard i think i think the right
2: move is maybe you know you you send him down maybe bring him up half, halfway through the year if you need him if not you leave him down there let him season and then then maybe he's ready for a full-time job starting next year
0: Yeah, thanks, Robert. Well, yeah, I think you nailed it with Bouchard. And and again, now that he's uh, a year older, there's none of that, oh, the nine-game limit Mm -hmm. with junior. You can bring Bouchard up, you know, a couple times if you want to take a look at him or you need him or or there's an injury or he's, if Bakersfield's power play is 40% 20 games into the season and it's all him, then then maybe he gets a shot. I, I did think Sterrett had a good game. He probably would like... Uh, and I know you mentioned, plus Bouchard didn't tie up the. the yeah. uh, who got the second goal for them? Peterson. That was Peterson, yeah. But, and, you know, I'm sure Sterrett would like that rebound back. But but still, for the, I thought it was a pretty strong game from him. And, he, mm-hmm. and he, for the most part, and I referenced it earlier, he made the saves at the time of the game when he needed to make it because vancouver had three or four good opportunities to extend a one nothing lead early in the second period and he kept the orders within a goal and they eventually tied it
1: yeah one i mean there's two or three times i thought oh, there's a goal. no what a save and a couple of the vancouver canucks looking up to the sky after well, they that missed Pat opportunities save
0: on peterson was a beauty that
1: was wonderful and then the the one where pearson came across on the back end he thought he had him beat too so uh That was an audition for Sterrett, and it was a very good one. And I think that when you're a young player, what you're looking for in an audition is another chance. And I think he's earned another chance with the way he played tonight. I thought he was was excellent, and he needed to be. So uh, good on him, playing with the expectations that they now have with him, and he played very, very well. 11-15,
0: 11:15. Oilers lose 4-2 to the Vancouver Canucks. These two teams will play again on Thursday at Rogers Place. All right, we will have reaction from the Oilers dressing room as we move along. We have open lines at 780-496-0063 if you want to talk. This is Overtime Open Line presented by Heartland Ford. Final score in Vancouver: The Canucks outlast the Oilers 4-2. Here's Oilers head coach Dave Tippett. The lead early in the third,
3: but uh, looked like the home squad just rallied back. Uh, yeah, I, I liked a lot of things we did. And I, I mean, the effort, uh, lots of try in our game, which was really good to see. A lot of guys competing hard for jobs. And ultimately, we, we made some plays that bring a little trouble on us and uh, trouble on ourselves, and they capitalize on them, but. Not from lack of try, we had, I think there was three or four times the puck was behind their goalie and couldn't find the net, so uh, I like the effort, there's some mistakes we can clean up, but uh, good evaluation game. What did you make of the line of Yurko, Marodi and Russell, why were they so successful tonight? I started out with Curry there and I flipped Russell in there, I've liked Russell the last couple games, they uh, they work, Marodi has got some good skill uh, Yurko, uh, you know he's, he's come with the real mindset, he wants to Wants to make this team, and he uh, played a strong game tonight. He's got good skill. He's got um, can hold pucks. He's he scored at uh, at the American League level. It'd be interesting to see if he can score at the Amer- at the NHL level now. But you see those guys like that—they're competing hard for jobs, and that's good to see. He's, he's, he's not a pure goal scorer, but he's. from the network. He's got good hands, though. But he's, you know, he was. He's got good skill, and uh, if he competes as as hard as he did tonight, he's, you know, he's a good player, good player. But so, we'll see. Like there's every game, you, it kind of goes. You see players start to separate themselves, you know, and you're. You know, that's what we're looking for. We're we're looking for players that can help our team, and uh, the competition right now has been very good. What did you think of Shane Steardt in your first made look some, at him? Made some good saves. I think he'd like to have that one rebound back on Patterson's goal, but uh, that uh, the power play in the second period really made some good saves, some real strong saves. So, um, you know, I'd say all in all, he had a strong game. Did your
4: defensemen separate themselves tonight, or are they
3: still all the bagging? Uh, you know, no, there's, I thought Samarukov was pretty good tonight. Um, you know, Manning was solid um uh, Bush looked a little tired uh, uh, I just said, you look tired yeah and and you know what that's that's some of the challenges we're trying to put on some of these young players because those are things that happen in the year you know you could play back to back and if you're playing 15 to 20 minutes a game you gotta you got to be able to work your way through those so those are all good lessons for young players like I say I'm I liked our I liked how hard we worked our compete level I wish we could have capitalized on a few more chances and like i say the the opportunities or the goals that they got were uh, we you know we made some mistakes to give them those opportunities solid just solid yeah takes a lot of minutes he's playing quicker than i've seen him you know i think he's had a good summer uh he looks like he's playing with more jump right now and that's uh He's eager. He's one of those guys, another eager guy to win a spot on the team. So does Russell, when you put him with offensive players and he you know, immediately gets points, does that start a little bit because he's not just a checker? And all that? No, but see, the thing is, the key is right now, your checkers have to be able to score too. If you want depth scoring in your lineup, you just can't have checkers that check. you got to have checkers that can contribute offensively. That's what makes him an interesting player. His skill comes from hard work finding pucks digging pucks out on the on the uh, four check getting pucks at the net you know things like that so he's uh he's been a good player so far in camp
0: that is dave Tippett, the head coach of the edmonton oilers after their 4-2 loss of the vancouver canucks so you like patrick russell you know you need checkers who can score well that's the challenge for the oilers bottom six right Mm -hmm. the last year the bottom six guys definitely didn't score, and oftentimes they didn't. They didn't check either. So <laughs> if Russell can keep doing that, may, maybe he's around on October second.
1: Well, it's one of the reasons that Ken Holland went out and signed a bunch of different players in the 25, 26 year uh, age group, just because the they didn't have the depth last year. They didn't have the players that gave them, you know, an edge when the third and fourth lines came onto the ice. So Russell was good. Yurko was good. Uh, another player that is going to be here this year, but you didn't notice a whole lot tonight was Marcus Granlund. No, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, he, 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 I think I remember hearing his name once or twice, and that's, that's not, like he's a guy that's more or less penciled into a lineup with the contract that he got. And with uh, the resume he has, have been an NHL player for the last few years, uh, there's going to be guys pushing. And, and the one word that you, you, you heard over and over again from, from Dave Tippett was compete. He liked to compete and that's what he's the the coyote teams that he has had when they were successful they competed they competed Mm -hmm. they were never as talented as the teams they played against but they competed so that's something that you are going to want to make sure every time you step on the ice that you're competing hard that's one thing you can control you can't control the goals and assists you can control your compete level and he'll be watching that very closely
0: and interesting too he said evan bouchard looked a little tired Mm -hmm. though though i still thought he made some good plays tonight but he said, you know, you want to put them in mm-hmm. those, those tough situations. You're going to be tired. And, I mean, you you lived it. If, if you wait in the NHL to only really go for it when you're feeling 100%, you're oh. only going to have <laughs> one good game a year, your first one. So you got to find a way to contribute.
1: You, you do. And that's another reason why they had him play back-to-back, to see what he's going to play on, with a little bit of fatigue in him. But back-to-back in, in a in an away arena to see how he feels on playing against a little more pressure against a better lineup. Uh, Again, I I thought he, he made good plays when the puck was on his stick. Where you see him get tired, is, and it's something that Dave Tippett talked about before, is where he, he's going back to get the puck. If he's not on his horse, like there's a couple of defensemen on the Canucks, every time they went back, that Biega, every time he went back and the other kid shot they were going full speed. Mm-hmm. And, and because they know that the, the faster they get the puck on their stick, the more time they're going to have to make a play. Now, Bouchard doesn't need as much time, simply because he's a very heady player, very smart player. But in the National Hockey League, when you start having... Uh, for example, they play against Calgary and the four-check the Calgary Flames throw at you. You've got to get back and pick the puck up f- quick so that you have a little extra time to make the play and tonight he did look a little tired.
0: Canucks win it 4-2. Thomas Yurko, good game for the Oilers. He had a goal and an assist.
2: That's the result you guys wanted. You guys got the lead in the third period. Uh, but it looks like the Canucks came back, but individually a strong game from you. How did you feel?
4: I feel great out there. Noah first game of the season so uh, obviously uh, it's uh, it was a little tougher than uh, you know being uh, in the season and uh, being used to all the games but uh, you know I felt I felt good and uh, it's a good
2: sign for me uh, going into the season uh, when you come to a new organization you play your first game with them how important is it to get off to the right on the right step rather in order for them to snowball some confidence yeah it's uh, really important
4: you know, uh, I'm doing my best, working really hard to uh, uh, to be noticeable out there on the ice, and uh, just uh, to go, uh, do good things. So, uh, uh, like you said, it's really important for me, you know, to uh, to come here and to show show what I can do. And uh, I think I started pretty well. So, uh, too bad we lost tonight. I think we uh
2: gonna win that game, but. Uh, like I said, personally, pretty good for me. Not the result you guys wanted as a team, but when you have a goaltender playing that good, especially for the first 50 minutes, how much does that kind of instill into the, the dressing room? Yeah, he was playing uh, He was playing
4: good. So, uh, you know, it was uh, made it tough uh, tough for us, but uh, this is how it's going to be many times during the season. So uh, uh, just got to, you know, put those chances in and uh, no excuses. So uh, uh, today it didn't work out. Uh, hopefully, you know, next game it's going to work out.
0: Thomas Jericho, goal and an assist for the Oilers tonight as they lose 4-2 to the Vancouver Canucks. Oilers 0-2 on the power play. Vancouver also 0-2. The Oilers did have a two-man advantage for a minute 16 in the first period. We're not able to cash in uh, on that one. I guess the good news is they... have killed off for all four penalties they've taken in this uh, preseason uh, obviously the penalty killing has been really bad the last two years so we'll see if they can uh, turn that around as uh, as they move along yeah I mean we're gonna keep an eye on on some guys here two home games coming up you'd think probably dry Gets into a game. I'm sure they're going to look at Nygaard and, and Haas again. Maybe Yurko's right back in there, uh, right back in there on uh, on Thursday as well. Probably pro- maybe Nugent Hopkins plays one of the two games coming up too.
1: I would imagine. Oh, I, I would f- for sure. I believe Nugent Hopkins line to play one game. I believe that Dry Seidel will play a game. As well, they got to get their stars in and, and get them the rust off.
0: Now, would you take Gagne off Nugent Hopkins yes. and Neal's line whenever it is and put somebody else? I'd try someone else, give someone else an audition.
1: I mean, maybe Yerko. I mean, someone like that, someone that nobody expected. Um, what you got to do as a coaching staff, and I'm sure that Dave Tippett doesn't need any advice. I think he's got the success to, to show he knows what he's doing, but when somebody has a good game, reward them. And I tell you, that goes a long way in a dressing room when you say, hey, oh, my goodness, I just went out. Look, he went and did that, and he gets to move up in the lineup. So, uh, yeah, I, I, I think that they know what Gagne can do. Mm-hmm. I mean, Dave Tippett knows all about him. The Oilers organization knows all about him. But I think there's other players that are here on tryouts or other guys that come up from the minors. You want to see what they can do. And the one player that we heard a lot about that would play or get an opportunity is Benson. I don't think his play over the first two games warranted him to be able to move up and play on that second line. But a guy like Yurko... A guy like Russell, I mean somebody like that, maybe Chase on. Uh, there are a lot of opportunities and there's going to be a lot of guys out there that would relish the opportunity to play with Neil and Newton Hopkins, knowing the success that they could
0: have if they played with them. Let's head back to Vancouver one more time. Here's Patrick Russell. Patrick,
2: obviously not the result you wanted today, but pretty strong showing from your line overall. Yeah, I thought
5: the the team, we had a really good effort. Um, we had a 2-1 lead going into the third. We got to find a way
2: to, to keep that lead, but overall I thought it was a, a really good effort. Individually, how much does a game like that, especially in the first game second game rather for you kind of snowball some confidence now heading deeper into training camp as we evolve yeah you know you you want to want
5: to take a step every day in the right direction and I just try to try to improve every day and then try to show something showcase myself so so that's what I'm trying to do
2: you got a front row view of Shane Sterrett last season in Bakersfield obviously it looks like he hasn't missed a step when when a goaltender is dialed in like that what does that do for the team
5: you know it's huge um, yeah he was obviously great with us last season in Bakers field and and I see him every day and and he's really done some great things over the summer and he's improved and you can really see that today. Do you feel like as a team as a collective there's a lot to build off of after this loss tonight? Absolutely I think uh, yeah the effort was there I mean it's the second second game of the season first uh, game of the season for some guys there's a lot we can build on and yeah we can bring a lot to the next game. Great thanks.
0: Patrick Russell gave the Oilers the lead early in the third period. However, Edmonton could not hang on. The Canucks got two goals a minute 19 apart and then sealed it with an empty netter. You can get more on 630Ched.com. These two teams meet again on Thursday at Rogers Place. We have it for you on 630Ched, 530 for the face-off show. The game will start at 7. Thanks to Kellen Kennedy, our studio producer this evening. On behalf of Rob Brown, I'm Reed Wilkins. You've been listening to overtime open line, courtesy of Heartland Ford. It's 11.30. Have a good night.
3: 6.30 Chad, Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 6.30 Chad.